In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. What's going on? Welcome into the Bowtie Chronicles podcast from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. I'm Daniel Salerson filling in for D-Led as uh, I'm joined by Michael Cunningham, sports columnist for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution as we are recapping Sunday's game between the Falcons and the Steelers. Steelers defeat the Falcons 19-16 inside Mercedes-Benz Stadium as the uh, Falcons drop to 5-8 and eight on the season. Michael, good to have you on. How are you, sir? Doing good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. A tough blow for the, the Falcons today, losing 19-16 to Pittsburgh. So before we get into some sound, we'll hear from Arthur Smith, Marcus Mariota, and go to the defense and hear from Lorenzo Carter and Rashawn Evans. Kind of what stuck out to you about today's loss for Atlanta? Uh, a couple things. One is, the, you know, the defense really, as we've seen here in the last four or five weeks, really kind of getting beat up front against the run. The defensive line not really holding up against well, well against the run and secondary not being good at closing in on receivers when they catch it and making a tackle that's been kind of a, a season-long problem and that happened again today uh pittsburgh really could have ran away with this game but they missed some open passes that, that could have led to some touchdowns or kept some drafts going the other thing was the play of marcus mariota you know wasn't good today at all inaccurate especially on some third down passes that could have kept drives going you know was pretty self-critical out there after the game himself saying that's that's usually on the quarterback when when the third downs don't don't happen they did have some third and longs today but you know that also was because he was missing some passes so that was the two things that stuck out to me and also um Arthur Smith usually when he's asked questions about you know are you going to mention the quarterback he, he's been swatting away all year it was notable after today's game he didn't do that and pretty much said that every job is open so that includes Marcus Mariota so I wouldn't be surprised if after this bye week we see a change at quarterback yeah, let's hear from Arthur Smith. As you mentioned, he normally kind of sticks with Mariota and being kind of upfront about that. But here's what he talked about when talking about being open to changes. You want to make sure you're doing the right thing, not overreacting emotionally. Sometimes change, yeah. I mean, you, there's plenty of examples. You're right, Josh, but that, that can help maybe spark something. So, like I said, every option is on the table. So yeah, Mariota today, 13 to 24, 167 yards, one touchdown and one interception. You talked about the offense a little bit, Michael. What's your biggest concern? Is it the quarterback play as far as uh, the offense is concerned, or is there a little more to that when the team only scored one touchdown this afternoon? Yes, yeah, never just the quarterback, but you know, so much is on the quarterback's shoulders as far as decision making and uh, accuracy and making plays under pressure. You know, making passes under pressure. And, and Mariota just didn't get that done today, and he hasn't. You know, he's been bad about that for the last month or so. Um, I know fans probably. A long time ago, a lot of Falcons fans that I hear from were ready to see Desmond Ritter instead of Mariota. I, I thought that Mariota was, you know, I had a my perspective on it was what, like, what were you expecting from this guy? He hasn't been a starter for years in the league, and I thought that he was he had been adequate usually. He had some good games in there, you know, but now he's having more bad games than good, and the Falcons are losing where they were winning before. Like he was good enough before, and now it's not good enough, and the Falcons are slipping out of the playoff race. So now is when you might go to him. So. I don't think that changing the quarterback will solve all their problems. Um, the O-line doesn't hold up very good in pass protection, which is one reason why it was good to have Mariota back there because he was mobile. 
I think they don't have much at tight end now with with because of because of injuries. That position we saw today where uh, this uh, critical penalty against a uh, tight end against Hess when they were down uh, about the score to go ahead with a touchdown. So it's not just Mariota, but it is him. And so since they have a rookie that they need to get a look at before next year, because I think everybody knows that Mariota's not the future at that position, uh, now would be a good time to make a change that, now that the uh, playoff possibilities are very slim. Here's Marcus Mariota on whether or not he's ready for a QB change or what his thoughts would be if there is a change at quarterback. Uh, that's not necessarily where my mind's at. Um, you know, you're just still trying to reflect on what happened in the game. At the end of the day, they got to make a decision that's best for the team. Um, and whatever happens, happens. But uh, I'm not really thinking about that right now. So, yeah, Marcus Mariota really not focused on that right now, Michael. So you're saying it's time for a change here. I know none of us have really seen Desmond Ritter, but what makes it uh, the right time? I know you talked about the Falcons being kind of pretty much out of the playoff race. I know they're technically just a game or so back of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But do you feel like this is the time just for – to see what you have, especially with the quarterback draft class next year. Is this the time we see Desmond Ritter next uh, when the Falcons play next against the Saints? Yeah, I think that the time is right because they are essentially out of the playoff race. Uh, the way the South's going, it's, it's going to be might be a couple weeks before they're mathematically eliminated, but they're essentially out of the, out of the playoff race. That's one. Two is Mariota's not playing well now. I mean, you know, I think if they do make a change, he can't be too upset. I think he's gotten every opportunity to show what he can do. And it's just not working right now. And three is, is like you said, uh, the Falcons need to see what they have with Ritter before the draft next year to see if, you know, do we want to try to build around this guy? Um, I liked him a lot in college. Um, he's a similar type quarterback to Mariota, just doesn't have the experience. And now is the time they give it to him. So um, to see if he can show some some growth this season and um, maybe the Falcons have their quarterback and they can address other positions uh, in the offseason. After the game, here's what Marcus Mariota said about what he needs to do better if he wants to keep the starting job. Well, it starts on third down. Um, you know, if we're not able to convert third downs, we're not getting more plays, we're not, allow, we're not allowing ourselves opportunities to score points. So um, it always kind of starts there for the quarterback position. Um, if you're not able to convert third downs, you're not allowing your offense a chance to score points. So the biggest thing today, third downs for Marcus Mariota as they were 3 of 10 converting on third down. Michael, as far as the offense is concerned, only six points in that first half. They really didn't get the running game going until the second half. I believe they only had six yards in quarters one and two. Why Why did the running game struggle in the first half, and what made it so successful in quarters three and four? Was it just the, the amount of volume that they had between Cordero Patterson and Tyler Algier, or was there more to it the way Pittsburgh was playing defensively? Yeah, part of it was the way Pittsburgh was playing defensively. They were they were packing the box. Uh, I think Arthur Smith's quote was they were packing the paint. He went to a ba- basketball term to, to describe that. They were uh, packing the box because they know the Falcons are a, a strong running team and they want to see if Mariota, Mariota could make enough throws to beat them, and he couldn't do it. Um, in the second half, I thought that the fact that the Pittsburgh still was, you know, keying on the run, maybe not so much because the Falcons had to come back from a two-score deficit. But, I mean, that's the Falcons' identity. They've been able to run this year, even when everybody knows they're going to. Uh, they, they've done it. You know, the offensive line is has been a good run-blocking unit. The, the pass blocking hasn't been so hot. So I think uh, Pittsburgh really did pack the paint in the, in the first half, especially. They did it somewhat in the second half, but the Falcons were just determined to run. And I think it was kind of telling that they came back once they stopped trying to put the ball in Mariota's hand to try to make him, let him make some throws. Uh, the offense got going when they just decided, hey, we're going to run the ball. We don't care if you don't want us to. We're going to do it. 
All right, here's Arthur Smith on the offense in the second half. And so we were able to get a couple positive plays. Um, thought we had some good momentum. I thought we got in, into a groove a little, a little bit offensively. I thought our guys were going to come off the football and uh, certainly leaned in that aspect of, the, of it. Got us back in the game, got us down there. Um, unfortunately, we had to kick the field goal. And then we got the ball back late, and they, and they picked it. All right, so yeah, like you said, Michael, it was based on Pittsburgh and what they were doing defensively against the Atlanta Falcons as, again, they fall 19-16, to Mariota 13-24, 167 yards, one touchdown, one interception. When it comes to the trust in Mariota, are, are you starting to kind of, based on the amount of running, I know that's kind of their bread and butter right now, but is, is a lot of that because of the lack of trust in Mariota, or is it just the running game has just been more effective for the Falcons this year? Yeah, I think that's just because that's that's what works for him. You know, I don't want to, you know, dump on Mario too much. He's made some plays this year. I mean, he was playing well for a couple months there. It's just not working so well now that I think teams are kind of trying to figure out what the Falcons want to do offensively. They're, they're a limited offensive group. On the outside, they don't have, you know, they have London, who actually was, had a good game, was getting some separation. Mario was missing him today. I think I saw some frustration from London at times today that, hey, I'm open and, and this guy's not getting it to me. Um, so that's actually a positive for the Falcons. But yeah, I think they run the ball because that's just what they're good at. And they were able to kind of kind of do that. And I think that's a credit to Arthur Smith and the, the system he's coming together. And, and Mariota's a big part of that. I mean, we can't forget that. Um, he's a good runner himself. And the threat of his run, um, you know, forces the defense to play them a certain way. And he also keeps plays alive, you know, can scramble for yards. So he's a part of that too. We can't lose sight of that. But, you know, when it's time to drop back and just pass, especially to go deep, which is what the Falcons tried to do today. He did hit London on one. I think it was a 37-yard. It was a nice a nice play. But too many times he missed, and that's how the drive stalled. And now I think that's why you'll see a change at quarterback where, you know, maybe Ritter isn't any better, but he's something different. He's got potential, and they need to see what they got. And maybe he plays well, and the Falcons, he might win the game, Falcons some games, and then they'll know, hey, this is a guy that we can build on. All right, here's Arthur Smith on his concerns with the offense heading into the bye week. Well, again, I think a lot of it is going to have to do with, you know, not getting enough opportunities. We, you know, we got to only get down there twice. I think we stalled out in the fringe. We're moving the football at a, at a decent level, but but not well enough to, to win more of these games. So everything right there, you know, we need more possessions. We need to be cleaner. And we need more opportunities down there. So we got down there twice today. We scored on one. And then we had the penalty after the touchdown. And then we, did, you know, had to kick the field goal. So uh, certainly we'll, we need to get down there more. All right. So a lot of things going on with this Falcons team. Michael, is this the best time for the bye? Just kind of with everything going on now, two weeks, uh, a chance for this team to reset a little bit and gives them more time to evaluate their options, not only at quarterback, but but at other positions as well. Yeah, it's a pretty good time. I think actually it would have been a better time when during that time when Cordero Patterson was hurt because he was such a big part of their offense. If they could have had kind of a bye week when he was when he was hurt, uh, that might have helped them out. But yeah, I mean now's a pretty good time, uh, especially if if Tampa wins tomorrow and really kind of you know makes the Falcons' chances go go down a lot more, and then they don't play next week and probably you know or maybe what happens that week will make their playoff chances. They'll you know they'll have a better picture of where they're at after next weekend. So. From that perspective, I think the buy is good, and uh, it gives a chance for them to uh, get rid of some reps if he's going to be the guy before they play uh, um, in two weeks from now in, in New Orleans. All right, we're going to go to focus on the defense next. But before that, quick break. This is the Bowtie Chronicles podcast from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. 
The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants a rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop. All right, welcome back. D-Led is, is out. I'm filling in for him along with Michael Cunningham. Sports columnist here for the AJC. And let's focus on the defense a little bit as I thought the defense played pretty well today, allowing just 19 points. I know there's a young quarterback on the other side as well with Kenny Pickett who was able to throw a touchdown in the win for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Kind of what stood out to you defensively about this team today, Michael? Yeah, they weren't very good against the run today, which I mentioned earlier, and that kind of kept the down and distance manageable for Pittsburgh. And also uh, it's been a problem all year is Pittsburgh had a bunch of yards after catch where they're throwing short and um, getting big gains. And I think um, the tight the tight end Fairmouth had a big gain today when there were two missed tackles about 10 yards down the field and that turned into like a 50 yarder. Uh, we've seen that all year where, you know, and that was one thing that Arthur brought up, Arthur Smith brought up when, they had, when we asked him about, you know, the defensive struggle, you know, we missed some tackles and it turns into explosive plays and that's been a problem. All year, and it's probably not something that's going to be addressed until they get some 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 better guys in the secondary and at linebacker. Um, as far as the D line, they just I think they're last in sacks per pass attempt in the NFL. They don't they don't get many sacks. Uh, they pressured um, Kenny Pickett a little bit today, but he's a mobile quarterback and he got outside, and that's when you get <laughs> big trouble with these Falcons because they just don't have a lot of guys you can just cover in the secondary. And sometimes sometimes it's more complicated, but a lot of times that's what it comes down to. You just got to cover your guy and, and the Falcons don't do that well, and they don't close and tackle on, on short passes. And uh, we saw that again today. All right, here's Lorenzo Carter on how the defense played this afternoon. Uh, it was great. Um, we can definitely fix some things. Um, gave up a lot of rushing yards. Um, we, we got a little bit of pressure on the quarterback, we, but he got out of the pocket and made a, couple, a few loose plays. But it's the NFL, so you know guys are going to make plays. Um, but it's our job to limit them. And I think we did a good job, but we, we can definitely be better. All right, so 1916, your final score. Falcons allowed 351 total yards compared to their 306, 154 rushing yards allowed. Najee Harris, 17 carries for 86 yards. We're going to hear from Rashad Evans in just a second, Michael, but he talks about how they really can't worry about what the offense is doing. They just have to go out and play themselves. Do you sense, I'm not sure how much you were in the locker room, or just talking to defensive players, do you sense that there may be a little frustration on their end, just knowing that, you know, they have to play not perfect defense, but maybe they have to play a little better um, just because of the offense kind of struggling? I, did, I don't I don't sense that. Um, it's, it's a hard thing to, you know, to kind of to kind of gauge because guys aren't always honest when the cameras and the recorders are on. But uh, I, I don't sense that. I mean, the Falcons, you know, you always hear them say that we need to play, play complimentary football. And there's been games this year where, where the offense had to kind of pick up the defense. I mean, I don't think the defense has been good enough to have any frustration about that. I mean, today uh, you mentioned the total yards, but the problem today was they couldn't stop them on third down at all. And uh, 
Pittsburgh had so many long drives, so many long drives that the Falcons didn't have many plays. That's another thing you know, Arthur Smith brought up when we asked about the offense. Like, hey, we didn't have many, many plays because Pittsburgh held the ball so long, and then we come out and we go three and out, and now Pittsburgh gets the ball and they hold it again. So uh, I don't think that if the defense is frustrated, I don't think they would have much of a case because they haven't held up their end of the deal a lot of times this year. Today was was okay because they – you know, stop Pittsburgh in the um, in the red zone a couple times, but to me, a lot of that was just Pickett missed missed a couple throws. Where if he makes those, then you know, the Pittsburgh has two more touchdowns. All right, let's hear from Rashawn Evans about kind of reiterating what you said that he's got to worry about the defense, and not really concerned about what the offense is doing. It's still our job as a defense to hold these guys and not let them score. Um, you know, we know this is the NFL. Um, you know, you still have to be able to do your job and do it the best of your ability. Um, you know, really, whatever the offense is doing, we know we can't really worry about worry about that. We know we got to do our job. So, you know, regardless of the outcome, regardless of how good we may have played or may may not have played, uh, we still know that we can be an even better defense. You know, 19 points or whatever it was, we know we can we can break it down down to 10 points. So, um, there's always improvement there, especially in this situation. So, um, I just know as a whole, we're not satisfied. We definitely are bummed about how things have been going and. I think right now, like I said, it's all about soul searching at this point. You know, every man got to look in the mirror and figure out what they want to do at this point. All right, so there's Rashawn Evans. We'll hear from him in just a second. I think one of the big things that he's about to bring up, Michael, is finishing games. There's been so many games where this Falcons team is one possession away, a field goal away, or one stop away, and they've been unable to hold on or unable to get into the end zone to complete um, a comeback or, or just complete a victory. I know today... They were pinned down deep by a great punt by the Pittsburgh Steelers down to their basically the two-yard line in the first play. Marcus Mariota throws a pick. I know that would have been tough for him to get all the way down the field in just about 50 seconds with no timeouts, but what's the biggest thing you've been seeing about the way this team has not been able to finish in close games? Yeah, that's a, that's another area where, I'm, where, where why I'm saying that the defense can't be too upset. I mean, the, I mean it's, it's been the offense, sometimes it's the defense, but today, you know, Pittsburgh – Gets the ball, five minutes and 27 seconds left at their 25-yard line, um, and the Falcons are down, you know, a field goal. You just got to get a stop. And, and the Pittsburgh goes nine plays. They only went 40 yards, but it was nine plays. They even had a penalty in there, and they went nine plays, and they used, you know, 4.45 of the clock. So when the Falcons get the ball back, it's 35 seconds left. I mean, that's where you need a three and out, and the defense didn't do it. And this was after the, the offense had, you know, had come alive a little bit. So to me, I mean, the defense could have won the game there, you know, gave the ball back to the offense and they didn't do it. Uh, and then that was after the Falcons had a holding penalty that, that erased the touchdown. But, you know, that's how it goes sometimes. So the defense needed to make some plays and they didn't. And, you know, to let Pittsburgh run up so much time off the clock in that situation, you know, it gives them no chance to win. All right, let's hear from Rashawn Evans about having to be better at finishing ball games. You know, I look at it on the bright side. I still don't look at it as a situation where we, you know, we get our spirits killed and, you know, and not look at these next four games like an opportunity. And, um, you know, I think we got two division games that's coming up that we know we have to, have to win. Um, you know, however the cards lay or however they play, uh, we know we got to play our game. We got to play better ball than, we've been, than what we've been doing. You know, all been really close games, but, you know, I, I just know as a whole, we know we got to be better as far as finishing. And I think that's going to be really the emphasis for these next four games. Okay, so there you go. So before we go, Michael, just the state of the team right now, and I look, expectations weren't certainly high for this team heading into the season. There were some 
you know, betting odds that they, this team would win two games. I saw some that were four games. They're five and eight now after week 13, and now we'll finally get their bye with just four more games to go afterwards. So based on kind of what you've seen all season long, based on expectations at the beginning of the year, how do you feel about this Falcon squad heading into their bye week? Yeah, that's a good question. I was, I mean, I think the over-under was four and a half wins, and I wrote a column saying I'm taking the under. Uh, already I'm wrong about that, right? This team was, was better than I expected, but this is not a good team. <laughs> it just seemed that way, I think, because the South has been so bad this year, and Tampa never really could take control of the league. But I think, the I mean, you got to give Arthur Smith some credit. He's kind of pieced together a pretty good offense with not a lot of talent, in my opinion. Um very run heavy. That's not really the trend in the NFL. You're not supposed to be able to do that to have a run heavy offense and be, you know, I think they were top 10 at one point scoring. So you have to give him some credit for that. But now I think you see a lot of limitations coming to, you know, coming to bear the quarterback, his accuracy. I mean, I like, I like the way he runs. I like the way he keeps plays alive. Uh, he's a tough guy, Mariota, but his accuracy is just not there, especially when they need big throws and especially when he's under pressure, under pressure, which he was a lot today. Um, the defense has been very inconsistent. Um, like I said, the yards after catch have been a big problem all year that they really haven't solved. They get no pressure on the quarterback. So I would say it's been a better than expected year, but now you're starting to kind of see the limitations of this team that are holding them back from being a playoff team. But, you know, that's something, something to build on for going into next year. And I think the expectations for the rest of the season should be, hey, let's see what Ritter looks like. Maybe the defense can be a little bit better. And then in the offseason, we'll patch a lot of these holes that we have. Kind of going back to what you said with the expectations, based on there were some winnable games during this stretch here where the record can be a little different. The Washington game last week, um, this game this week, the, the tough loss at Carolina on Thursday night football. Is that part a little frustrating, knowing that even with the, the maybe the lack of talent on both sides of the ball that you got the team was and still technically mathematically in it, but, you know, a lot of people are, you know, we're kind of saying that maybe this is kind of the end for the Falcons here, just the way they've been playing that. It is a little frustrating knowing that this team could have been right in the thick of things if just a few plays gone their way, or based on the expectations, you kind of say, hey, you know, with this talent, they're doing pretty good, and, and now let's just find out what they're made of here in the last four weeks. Yeah, I can I see that perspective. You know, they blew the, the game against the Saints. You know, last week, tip ball, interception, they had a chance to win it. At, you know, at, at Washington, there's been games like that. But, I mean, every NFL team can see that. It's kind of the way the, the league is built. It's kind of designed that way with, the, you know, the salary cap and, and free agency. Teams are just trying to keep games close and kind of get a little little lucky at the end. And the Falcons had really good luck in close games last year. Not so much this year. You know, it's been a little bit more even. And I think you're starting to see that, you know, this is kind of a, more of a true measure of the, of the team this year is uh, – is what's happening now as opposed to what was happening earlier. Yeah, so I think you would take more of the – you can look back and say, hey, we had these missed opportunities, but every team can do that. The best teams at winning time, you know, they make the plays, and the Falcons just really haven't been good enough overall to do that, which we saw again today. All right, so as we mentioned, they'll be on their bye, which means we will not have a podcast for you on Wednesday and also next Mondays. We'll take a little bit of a break. Uh, with the bye week as well, we'll be back um, a week from Wednesday um, as the Falcons get ready to head to the Big Easy and take on the New Orleans Saints who are playing on Monday Night Football against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers tonight. Michael, I really appreciate the time. Thanks for filling in for D-Led, and, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Appreciate it. 
All right, you can read all of his work, of course, on AJC.com. I appreciate you joining me. D-Led will be back after the bye week. Until then, this is the Bowtie Chronicles from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. I'm Ernie Suggs, race and culture reporter for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And I'm Ned Ravone, lifestyle columnist. Atlanta has been known as the Black Mecca for so many years, but that means something different to everybody. It means everything to me. I've been living here for 24 years, and I am still amazed at how rich the city's Black culture continues to grow. Every day I wake up, I learn something new. Well, you all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that Black people might want to know about. Like historically Black colleges and universities. Atlanta's thriving art scene. And the city's growing neighborhoods. Wherever you live, we want to hear from you. We want to hear what issues are important to you. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL. Only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution.